Five by five at the movies. Five by five at the movies. We like watching movies. Now listen to the show. Welcome back to Five by Five at the movies. Let me know when we're starting. Oh, we just we started. What? Oh man, that picked up on your mic like a motherfucker. Oh, Hi everyone, really? we're back after two weird weeks. Well, that's what happens when holidays happen in the middle of the week. It fucks everything up. Yeah, forever. but we're back now and Mason's back. Yay! A lot of feedback that says people don't like me and they do like Mason. Well, that's general. That, um, yeah, that was not for the show. <laughs> no, no. No one said anything about life. the show. Um, hi, Mason. How was your holidays? It was good. I spent a lot of time going back and forth between Austin and Dallas, which is not fun to do multiple weeks in a row. That drive is bullshit. It's, it's boring and there's nothing to look at. So I... Crystal introduced me to the license plate game. Your fiance. My fiance, Crystal, introduced me to the license plate game as well as ABC. And that killed a lot of time. That was fun to do. Well, that's good. I've never done either of those games before. And it it actually made it interesting to try to find X's in the drive all along I-35. I hate my X's. I made that joke to no applause while we were in the car. I was expecting a big reaction. <laughs> like you made that same joke. It sounds like a you joke. Well, it was like, I'm trying to find exes. What is this? A high school reunion? And then I did a very long extended, like pander look to everybody. Like, huh? Huh? I would have laughed at that. And they were getting, and, and Crystal and Ryan were getting angrier and angrier. All right. We got a lot of movie news to get through. And then we have to talk about Bandersnatch. Yeah. Okay. Bandersnatch. Okay. We're going to start off. <clears throat> first piece of news. Margot Robbie will play Barbie in the film being produced by WB. Uh, does WB still makes movies? Yeah, Warner Brothers. I, I know, but I don't remember the last like big movie they did. Any DC movie. That doesn't count. Okay, well anyway, they picked up the rights to Barbie. They're making the film. Margot Robbie's going to be Barbie. And this is uh, hinted at, this might be the beginning of the Barbie cinematic universe. I have made my opinions very well known. We love talking about how it's stupid to put your uh, chickens before the hatch. Now, does this feel like a step back for Margot Robbie to literally be Barbie? No, I think that she wants this. I think she wants it very, very much. So, I, I didn't... She kind of started as hot... Scorsese. Hot, topless girl. I wouldn't refer to her as that. <laughs> but, I think she's attractive. I think she's very attractive. I don't know what your hang-up is and no, what your that, deal that, is. No, I mean, she's... Never mind. But, 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 the idea, but then she very quickly kind of wanted to go into a more serious role while still doing comedic stuff. Like, I, Tanya is still funny, but... I love I, Tanya. It's, it, I don't know. To me, personally, it feels like a step back to be Barbie. I mean, it depends on the type of movie. I mean, it might not be... There's no, there is no universe that exists where we're going to get a gritty... Barbie Mattel movie. Uh, I think we know the universe, and it's the Barbie cinematic universe. There is, uh, there is no chance. Like Ken has to keep changing jobs because of like prescription drug issues. I mean, she put out a statement that's just like she's ready to play like a really smart Barbie because you know she's had a lot of jobs. And I don't know. I I think she has personally a lot of feelings about this role. I feel like from her statements, I feel like this is something she wants, and I'm excited for it, and I reserve judgment. I just I can't imagine taking this movie seriously when you look at the poster and like that Barbie font will be the title. Yep. This is a kids movie. This is a kids. It is a kids movie. But maybe she wants to make a kids movie. Uh, You're allowed to make kids movies. You're allowed if you to want make, to make kids, kids movies, movies. But Barbie feels like a different breed of kids movies. Okay. 
I don't, I don't know. We'll we'll see. More information needs to come out on it, but I'm. I want to see the trailer. I want to see what it's like. I want to see the first person do a supercut with Wolf of Wall Street and the Barbie trailer when oh. she comes out naked. Ah, uh, yes. There's gonna be such a slow, melancholy version of Barbie Girl playing over the intro. Oh my god, that's the funniest thing I've ever heard. Just I'm a Barbie. Just a Johnny Cash's version of Hurt, but for Barbie Girl. The Barbie World. <laughs> okay, it's gonna be um, life in plastic. It's just like a supercut of like charging credit cards. I'm I'm literally more sold on it now, and I was already kind of sold, but now I'm more sold because of your statements. All right, all right, cool. All right, let's talk about Jordan Peele. Who? Oh, I hate you. All right, Jordan <laughs> Peele won uh, this uh, his new movie Us, which is like, kind of like his follow up to um, Get Out. Get Out, mm-hmm. uh, but it's like not like, direct, but like his next movie. Uh, is it just got picked to be the opener for South by this year? Okay, uh, which is big news for him. Yes, uh, and pretty fucking awesome. What and is the plot of this movie? After watching the trailer several times, I'm not entirely sure. That's the big thing. Is like I, feel but like, that's great, right? That's, no, it's great, and it's going to be exciting. It's just it's so interesting that there's now a lot of reverence for this movie coming out, and it's just there's so little information to go on. There's a lot of, like, I, I'm it not... It looks fucking great. I, I can't... I'm not taking anything seriously people are saying of, like, it's gonna be about this. Like, it's all speculation. So it's, like, one of the few times you're gonna go into a movie movie kinda blind, which is gonna be exciting, and right. really kinda just like, alright, let's I see I just hope is. it's in the same universe as Get Out, and the TSA guy comes comes out in the end. T.S. Motherfucking A. He just, he just like that. So he's, in the in the Get Out extended universe. Right. Just, like he, how in the, the Tolkien universe, the eagles always come at the end and save the day. Like this guy is the eagles of the Tolkien, of the, the Get Out verse. Uh, and he just comes in. Uh, second piece of Jordan Peele news. His studio, Monkey Paw, teamed up with Amazon Video. They're making a docuseries called Lorena. Guess what it's about? Lorena Bobbitt? Correct. And it's not like the I, Tanya style reenactment. It is literally a documentary about it. And it's the one of the first times where Lorena Bobbitt's going to sit down and talk. And I watched the trailer and it looks serious and it looks amazing. Has she not talked to the press not about Not publicly, this? no. It, that is a... And like your first thing is like you want to do is like make a joke. Like, oh, I can't wait to see the first cut of this film. Hey. Uh, but I think the point is going to be like she was horribly fucking abused. She was afraid for her fucking life. She acted out of desperation. I think the same way you come out of I, Tanya, like, damn, I feel really fucking bad for Tanya Harding. You're going to be like, holy shit, Lorena Bobbitt's been a joke for years and she fucking should Well, wasn't that always the narrative was that... He's a monster. He's a monster, but for some reason, and I think this might just be the 90s... It's sexism, yeah. 90s sexism and, like, the to- toxic culture of that uh-huh. whole decade that we don't want to... That we romanticize for some reason, but they... Like, he was a porn star after the yeah. fact. Like, he showed up in movies, and, like, he was a big joke, and it was, was like, all silly, star, but yeah. it's like, no, th- this dude sucks. This yeah. dude is a monster. Like, if she had just shot him in the head, everything would have been fine, but she didn't. She cut his dick off, and because of toxic masculinity... That's like the worst thing you could possibly fucking do. Right, and so he became a celebrity, and like everyone just kind of yada yada the fact that oh no, you like now now I now this happened when I was still very young, so right. I don't know. Did she go to jail? I don't remember. I guess that it's gonna help with the docu series. Yeah, it's like I, I hope she didn't because he was abusive. And he basically set it up where like if you leave me, you're gonna f- I'm gonna fucking kill you. Right, and it was so it's very dark, but I just don't remember if it was an actual self defense and she was able to. 
I guess we'll find out. I know that's not a movie and it's weird for me to talk about. I just, I got so excited when I just watched the trailer. It's fucking great. Yeah, okay. Okay, next piece of news. The Men in Black 21 Jump Street crossover is officially dead. Wait, what? The Men in Black 21 Jump Street crossover is officially dead. Oh, I'm, I'm, okay. I'm thinking of Men in Black International. No. That was not the... That's still happening. Okay. But I was like, wait, what happened? Hold there on. were supposed to be two Men in Black movies in the next four years. Yes. One was international. One was supposed to be the jump, the crossover. They still will probably make a 23 Drum Street movie, uh, but it will not be Men in Black themed. I think that one was delayed, but it was never going to happen after the Sony leak. I agree with that. Like, I wish it had happened, though. That I wish it had happened, but I think, it, like, I think the whole point of that movie was for the surprise element. Right, I like that is that. a you walk in, you hear about it, and like the next week the sales go crazy because people are like, Cash grab, yeah. what the fuck is this about?" But that had no chance of surviving after the emails came out, which is kind of a bummer, but it also makes sense. Speaking of dumb shit that's gonna come out, Will Smith uh, tweeted a photo today of the scripts for Bad Boys for Life. Bad but, Boys for Life. Now listen, life is spelled L I F three. Oh, yep. So Bad this movie Boys came 3. out in two thousand four. Uh, 12 years after the last Bad Boys movie we're getting another one 12 years I'm very excited for it I'm excited for it I'll watch it I'll watch it probably multiple times I can't wait to see all three movies back to back to back that'll be exciting oh my god to watch them age (laughs) yeah they're gonna be what's Martin Lawrence been up to what's he doing um nothing man like just living on Martin residuals does he get Martin residuals? <laughs> I don't know. I know you have like a, I watched his special where he talks about going crazy and doing too many drugs. Yeah, well, didn't and, that come out in like 2002 or 2001? Yeah. Like that was like an old. He's just been keeping his head down. Run till that. That's what Run till that. Run till that. Yep. yep. My end. I never, watched, I never watched Martin. Another what? one. What? Martin was great. What's another one where it's like a little bit like out of my right, range? Right, because you're young. Yeah. I loved Martin. I know damn Gina. Like, I know that phrase. Damn Gina! But, like, I, I don't, I can't know the con- Also, I know, like, the backstory and, like, the Wikipedia thing of, like, how the last season was so contentious they wouldn't be in the same room together yeah, ever. Yeah, they did not like each other. Which is hilarious. It is. So, Bad Boys for Life, that's the title. Bad with a three. Boys for Life. Bad Boys for Life. That's the rest of the podcast. It's just randomly, just we're going to, either one of us are going to start Please keep that up. No, just you. That's, that's your tagline. All now. right. Uh, okay, let's talk about Netflix for a little bit. Okay. One. Yes. Nielsen says Nielsen ratings I don't know if you know anyone who's a Nielsen family legally but, I am not allowed to say oh you don't know anyone who's a Nielsen I, well I guess actually I, I can because can you is it legal they don't give me, well they were real mad at me why once. well I was a Nielsen house uh-huh. for a little bit oh I thought you still were no I was oh, supposed well, to be mind. and they never did but like like they like will like scour your social media and they're like you know if you tweet about it or you talk about it at all they're gonna pull like granted yeah. just, you wear like a little pager you put it in your pocket and you just watch TV and just hang out does it listen is that what it does yeah it like picks up the transmissions so oh I don't like that and the way they and what they want you to do is if you listen to things with headphones you have to use like a special jack so that way it could listen in to the headphones so it's like if I'm listening to something on my computer it'll transfer go through that way and then go around so there's no way if I'm a Nielsen person I'm not staging fake mort murders like I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> invite someone over to be like no please don't no you're killing me the, 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 the one that we had set up is like at the time I was living with two guys and then Crystal moved in and so our Nielsen house went from nothing but like football and random episodes of Hercules reruns from the 90s to 
lot of like, like more lifetime Wait, who shows. in that house watched Hercules? Chris. Chris watched a lot of Hercules. I have a lot to say about Kevin Sorbo, but I'm going to keep it to myself. We're going to ignore the Kevin Sorbo part. We're just going to focus on the 90s TV show. Like, our DVR was filled with Hercules. Like, it was like 90-something episodes deep. So it was a lot of Hercules. And a lot of that action was happening at our house. All right. I have a lot to say about this, but we're going we're gonna to table it. Uh, all right. Oh, I thought you were still in Nielsen House. So no, they, they reached out again, but they never, they never followed up. Anyway, Nielsen says that the number of people that have watched an imbibed bird box is 26 million, whereas Netflix says it's 45 million. Now, when you translate to that to what box office would have been, that's really high both ways. But I'm inclined to trust Netflix because if you have a Netflix account that watched Bird Box six times, it does not mean that you watched it six times. It means you shared your account with five of your buddies. Right. Or it could be like two people watched it once. Right. hundred percent. Yeah. Like it's, it's again, like the way Nielsen will track things, they'll look at it and say like, okay, who lives in your household? And so they'll see, okay, there's four people in your house. And then it's like a weird, they just, again, they, they just assume everybody watched it. Right. So they will just assume that, okay, you all sat down together and watched this together. It's like, I've seen that joke meme that's like, like, hey, uh, millions of people watch Wordbox, but 17 accounts have viewed it. Hey! Uh, But I trust Netflix over that, and I think that, although Wordbox to me, it was good. I thought it was a little bland, but... I never saw it. Yeah, it's it's fine. It's fine. Once once something became memed to death, I was like, no, I'm out. I hate that shit. No, I did Bandersnatch, but that wasn't that wasn't memed. That's all for the news. Let's talk about Bandersnatch. Let's fucking do it. The last I don't think you listened to the last episode where it was just me. No, but I said if you're you're a fucking idiot if you don't go watch it and do Bandersnatch. Let's do it. How far did you get? I saw almost all the endings before. Did you get to the super meta shit? I did. Okay, hey, spoiler alert. If you haven't done Bandersnatch and you don't want spoilers, uh, skip forward a couple minutes to the interview. Uh, don't listen to this part. Okay. okay. I, I hated all of the meta stuff. I hated it. I loved it. I hated I it. I became Netflix. I hated that. That was I the dumbest. I thought it was fucking awesome. Here's, here's what I'm going to say. What are you going to say? Right up front, I have not seen an episode of Black Mirror. I have you not have, seen... You, should, you don't have... They're all, set, they're all different. Right, but... That is a very specific kind of story they like to tell. Right. So you're not going to get, like, a happy ending. (laughs) So none of the stories give you, like, a good happy ending. Right. And one of the things I said was I kept, like, wishing there was one, but the popular response to that is, well, it's Black Mirror. You're not going to get one. No. Fuck that. Give me a good actual ending. If this is supposed to be a choose-your-own-adventure, I should be able to create a version. (laughs) Oh, you poor, poor boy. I mean, it doesn't have to be all of them, but, like, there's some things where... Right, the big one that I don't like is you can get to a situation where it's either you kill, kill your dad... I was going to say, oh. you either kill your dad or you back off. And if you choose back off, it doesn't even give you an ending. It just kind of goes like a, huh, like, all no, right. should have killed him. And then it goes right into, all right, you, know, you want to try again? Everything else gives you at least, like, a story, at least a resolution. That was just a... Uh, no, 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 no. Okay, devil's you advocate, you've lived a life where you like your dad. Correct. <laughs> so my first instinct was like, oh, fucking kill him. All right, what was the first ending you got? Not the... Oh, um, I don't fucking remember. Well, I, 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 I spent hours doing it. I can't even fucking... And I don't, I don't mean like the ending of like you accept the offer and then immediately... Like that's built in to be a, no, we're going to teach you how it works. Right. I... More importantly, which cereal did you pick? Sugar Puffs. You're a fucking moron. It doesn't matter. Frosties. 
does not oh, matter. Oh, that's the only choice I went back and, and would not change. I would not pick the sugar puffs. Um, okay, so the first one I did was I typed in PAX, P-A-X, yep. into the machine, mm-hmm. led to nothing, and then I chose back off, and then that led to nothing. Right. Then the first like actual like credits ending I got was... Uh, what was it? I killed my dad, and the game was released. It got a five out of five. Yeah, but I went to jail. That's fine. So like, I felt like a good ending. Then I got the Netflix one, and I was so <sighs> man. It got weird, and you're traveling through time mirrors, and like that. I would have loved to explore that more. That would have been fun to look at in the thing. But like, the Netflix one was the kind of thing where it's already shaky ground watching this to begin with, right? Because you're not invested in the story. You will never get invested in the story. All you're going to be invested in are the choices. You make. I was invested in the story. Yeah, but you're constantly thinking like, all right, how does this change? Or how do I go back? What do I do that? I don't feel the gravity of any of these situations. It's just more of a, all right, what's next? What do I do next? How do I change it next? And then it's like, <laughs> I'm Netflix. It's a streaming show. It's like, it might as well have just been a big middle finger to the crowd. To be I like, thought it was great. I liked when he's like, you're trying to tell him to do shit and he's like struggling and he won't do it. He's like, See, that was alone. interesting. That was exciting. That was cool. If they had played to that thing of like, a, no, I won't do it. Something's controlling me. But once they were like, yes, it's us actor you are an actor oh did you get to the point where he was just an actor yeah. and he's on the set that was cool as shit that was the dumbest that was the dumbest ending right, that we'll was agree the to disagree i liked everything about it i wouldn't change it what i well, what i said was that it branched off but it only branched one direction there was only one pathway you could actually take where the story would evolve all the right. endings were just slight variations. To me, it's a beta test for the technology. Which like, we're gonna get choose your own movies that work for real. This was just like a can we make this work? Can we make it seamless? Right. It just it just felt like it just like it kept going one way. It kept going switching to one direction, but there was no actual way to stop anything. There was no way to actually create a different outcome. Right. You could only end up at a certain. Right. There's only a. Certain... But that's kind of like a choose your own adventure books like that. I guess. Like, it's there's, just, like, four endings in a choose-your-own-adventure book. The one I liked the most was the one that was very much, like, when he was acknowledging... Like, the the, the one where we got the five out of five, where he's like, I figured it out. I have to actually eliminate the choices. I have to make my own choices. And then it was very, like, sort of meta, but at least in the way it's like, this is the way to succeed. And then he went crazy. My number one thing, my, my perfect takeaway from Bandersnatch, is that I saw a meme... In er- like early this month that just said shut the fuck up we're recording a podcast sorry about that folks uh, we <laughs> I saw I mean that was just like the last movie you watched on Netflix will describe your, your sex life for the upcoming year and the last thing I saw was Bandersnatch nice that's what I took away nice I I feel like going into this, you liked it, and now you're like, fuck it. Well, no, I enjoyed the <laughs> idea of it. The idea was fine. It's just the execution was... And and it made me think I actually probably would not like Black Mirror. You would not. I know you You would I fucking would hate Black hate Mirror. Black Mirror. I love Black I Mirror. I just don't understand why you can't have a Happy positive ending. ending. <laughs> why is that such a bad idea as a concept? Because everything has a positive ending. Yes. Everything has a positive ending. If it's a good piece of media, it has a positive ending. The reason Black Mirror is popular is because it's it it doesn't follow the format. There's some fucked up shit, and you just lived in a fucked up world, and that's your life. Right, and that sucks. If that's right. an idea of like, hey, I'm gonna watch this for an hour and a half. See, I like that. 
I'm going to spend the next hour watching this piece of media, and then I'm going to be broken for the rest of the day. That seems like there's zero part of me that's excited about that. Not every story gets a happy ending. Right, but if it's a choose-your-own-adventure, I should be able to create one. The where he gets the five out of five is the happy ending. Yes, and that's the happiest. Yeah. The the happy ending is the one where he goes back in time with his mom and gets on the train. That is the actual happy ending. But, like, man... Let me not kill my dad. I don't want to kill my dad. I want to kill my dad. Like, you could create other situations from here where I don't commit a murder. That's fine. I like the murder. Do a better job, movie. Do a better job writing. <laughs> it's like, man, we really need him to kill the dad. Why? I mean, we just gotta. But, but Why? You... Because I gotta. It's like, there are five endings, and four of them involve killing the dad. It's like, that's stupid. I'm okay with it. That's dumb. All right. Uh, parting thoughts, parting words for our listeners. Bad boys for life. That's right. Bad boys for life. Very insightful. We're back to recording. I had to edit because I forgot something. Well, I have an interview it was this a, week. A real bad tangent we went on. Yeah, it was a really. Are you? Do you have your mic? Okay, good. Yeah, I have my mic. I can't see past my computer. What do you I'm think I'm doing? I don't, you're just really far from. I'm it. eating an ice cream cone right now. <laughs> yum, 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 I would yum, love yum, an yum. ice cream cone. All right, uh, we have an interview with the amazing, incredible author, screenwriter, director. Uh, Live Lampooner Owen Edgerton. Holy shit. A legit celebrity again. I'm super excited. Here's my interview with the incomparable Owen Edgerton. Uh, but, cigars are fine. But cigars are. They're, they're healthy for you. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah. George Burns had scotch and cigars every day. He lived to be 100. Right. And well, it was a fellow who just now passed away in Austin at the age of 112. Oh, the the vet, like the oldest living veteran, that yes. guy? Yes. He was yeah. actually the oldest living American, I think. And he was a veteran of World War II. I think it was both. Goodness, man. He was but smoking he, cigars every day. Yeah. He said 12 cigars. I'm like, a day. I'm like, what the? What? That's great. What? That's, That's expensive. a lot of money on cigars. Yeah. I mean, you got to be buying bulk at Costco and, at that yes. point. Or doing like Swisher Sweets, like, you know. Black and Milds, yeah, something yeah. like that. Just throwing, oh, disgusting. All right, so we're in the interview. Owen's here. Owen, I've heard your last name pronounced four different ways. Four? I've only heard four. two. Tell me the four. I've heard Edgerton. That's the correct one. Oh, okay, go. Off the bat. Edgerton with a D, but oh, there's no Ed, D. Edgerton. Yep. Okay. Egerton. Egerton, yeah, I get that one a lot. And Edgerton. What was that last one? Edgerton. Egerton. Like oh. Ed, like the word like the name Edgar. Edgerton. But, oh, I like all those, but it's Edgerton. It's Edgerton. Okay, yeah. <laughs> that's great. And I know you primarily through Fantastic Fest, yeah, uh, and also Master Pancaking. But you are a writer. Yeah. You're a screenwriter. Yes. You're a filmmaker. Yes. You're a live lampooner. <laughs> nice. Yes. Yep, that's how I'm going to say that. And uh, you were one hell of a ring announcer. Oh, thank you. Thank because you. Uh, I was boxing and you were announcing, and that was great. You boxed a hell of a match. I got was... the shit kicked out of me is what happened. You were, you were kicking as much shit as you were kicked Ooh. upon. Uh, I had like this weird fight club awakening inside of me during that fight. <laughs> where like, yeah. as soon as it was over, I'm like, I just want to, like, I'm bleeding from the nose. And I'm just like, I want to do it again. <laughs> I, just, I just want more. All I want to do is And it was your best life. friend too. Oh yeah, it was great. Yeah. <laughs> but like, it was like, it had to be though. Cause like, you know, like when you're young and you have siblings and like, that's when you just wail on each other. Oh, yeah. Like had it been a stranger, I could not have just hit as that hard. But I know this guy, I'm like, I'm going to beat the hell out of him. Oh man, I'm with you. Like Noah Segan and I ass. fought a few years back mm-hmm. and, uh, and I Y'all think go for it. we went for it and we were like, I think both of us, like I, I'm not particularly good 
in whatever I do of holding back. I'm not very good at restraint. Great. Um, and especially, <laughs> especially if there's an audience like, oh, yeah. that, that's been like in comedy, like I, if you, if the crowd is laughing and like, I'll, you know, strip down naked and circumcise myself. Um, I've never I, I, done that. But. I would, I would hope that if you strip down naked, the audience is not laughing. <laughs> that would, that would be demoralizing. I wish that were true. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but like, so I was like talking to Noah ahead of time. I was like, I, I, this is, we should really fight. And he's like, yeah, but you know, Noah's was like in you know good shape and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And he's got some years younger, you know, he's younger than me. I got some years on him. Um, but we just went at it and I think we'd made a movie together mm-hmm. and like it, we had worked really, really hard. He's in practically every scene and we'd spent like a lot of time together making this movie yep. and there was just all that brotherhood and love mm-hmm. and tension and we just, <laughs> yeah. it was great. I think it was great. So, uh, yeah, me and Mason, <laughs> who's the, the co-host on the podcast, yeah. uh, yeah, we've, we've just had like some pretty like pent up passive aggressive shit building over the years and yeah. it all came out and we, it's been great. Oh. Oh, to just lay into each other was amazing. <laughs> so what I take away from that story is, you mean circumcise or re-circumcise yourself? Wow. the listeners you, want to know. I'm just I, circumcised. I've never, I'm, I'm British born. So I was British You're born. You're British born? Yes. You got a turtleneck? I got a turtleneck. That's amazing. Yeah. My, my parents were like, keep, keep what you what you got. Uh-uh, man. <laughs> See, I was born Jewish, so. Oh. So it's. So it, my kids. Oh, really? Yes, my, my wife's Jewish. That's so our great. Kids are, yeah. Mazel tov. That's wonderful. Do you raise them in the Jewish tradition? We raise them kind of in all the traditions. Great. Uh, so, you know, we're, we're celebrating Christmas and Hanukkah and and, yeah. the, and the solstice. And we tried to introduce Festivus, but they were like, boy, this is just... They watched Seinfeld. We're like, watch right. this episode. And like, this is just mean. I'm like, oh, oh, you know, with hindsight, yeah. Yeah, yeah it is a little mean. <laughs> so did you make your kids wrestle you? We wrestle a lot. I don't have to make them. Okay, good. Yeah. They like to wrestle. They specifically like to like wrestle and tickle me. At some point, my wife was like, no, I don't like to be tickled. Okay. And, and like, you know, kids will do things like they'll like lick you. If like you're tickling them, they'll lick your face and you're like, ah. Ew. And And it's awful to get licked. Uh, and I was like, but my wife, Jody, she was like, no. I don't like that. And the kids are like, oh, she means it. Then she communicated. I tried the same thing. This is like when they're like toddlers. Right. Like, no, I don't like that. And they're like, ah, I doesn't no mean respect. it. Get no on respect him. for dad. Yeah. See, I like it when my dog licks my face. I don't think I'd like it if my kid licked my face. The kids know that. This is like when you're tickling them and they're like, right. ah, and it's the final defense. They're like, <laughs> okay, it. you went for tickling the feet. I'm going to lick your face. And, <laughs> I'm yeah. lick your face. Yeah. Uh, and then next thing, uh, I just I knew of you more than knew you. Yeah. And then we did that, and then we did the Benson interruption together, yes. and that was fun. That it used was to be a fun. show on Comedy Central. Now it's just something he does at Alamos. <laughs> um, and we interrupted. Girl, at, Earth girls are easy. Earth girls are easy. Yeah. And for anyone listening that doesn't know, it's like we did it uh, mystery science. 3000 mystery science theater 3000 styles where it was O and like to say master pancake style but i mean you know tish tosh well i mean with our huge <laughs> international reach i i imagine that well, you're I, saying mystery yeah you're right mystery style, but also master pancake which is something you do um here in town and i think you guys do you travel with it yeah we travel a little bit yeah. okay mm-hmm. i imagine it'd be popular at like festivals yeah it's funny we, we've done some festivals but not in a while mm-hmm. um we should we should do some more but we do some for like every year there's a Got couple it. that yeah 
and they uh they uh just rip apart movies and the when i started working for alamo i was just a, a special event host and the first thing i ever heard a master pancake line ever my whole life is i walked into a the- uh, theater at the ritz i was hosting something at the theater next door i walked in and you guys were doing little little mermaid it was a choose your own pancake yes. and i walk in the first thing i hear is like i know why she wants legs so she can spread them uh that was my joke. I'm was that really your joke? <laughs> yeah, that was. Was that really your joke? Yeah. Because I think about that joke all the time. I've thought about that joke specifically for years. Oh, well, Because that's the most lowbrow fucking it's thing. It's so lowbrow. The, that's the shittiest thing I've ever heard a human being say, and I love it. Well, she's staring at the guy. <laughs> she she's is. into him. Like, I'm so happy that was pheromones going, and I was like, hey, this is, there's a reason she's asking, asking for legs. I like to think I was... You know, it's low brow. I mean, you're smart. You're, you're spot on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's really just, the message. It just here. made me really happy. Yeah. That's really funny. That was that was my first uh, master pancake. Oh, fantastic! Line. That was a and fun show. Yeah, that stuck with me. Yeah, hopefully I, Disney's not listening to your podcast because uh, I mean they listen to everything. I'm pretty sure Disney has microphones in the in the corner, but we we've uh, we've settled our differences. But oh, Disney, <laughs> it's fine. Everything that's past is past. Yes, yes. Uh, Filmmaking. This is a, primarily a podcast about uh, movies, and you've made movies. I've made movies. And that's exciting. Yeah, thanks. The feature lengths are Follow yeah. and Bloodfest. That's right. Yes. And I've got another now, one coming out. Ooh. Yeah. What is it? What's it called? I don't know if I can talk about oh, you it can, yet. You can't talk about it? I don't know if I can. Really, oh, really oh, soon <laughs> I can. I have like a massive amount of guests that are just like, I can't talk about it. No, yeah. But this one's like right on the edge of like... like uh, of glory? Uh, it's right on the edge of being able to talk about. I don't Got know. it. We'll see about glory. I, if you have me back, I'll talk about it. I'll bunch. Okay. <laughs> okay. Is this something that has okay, vaguely been filmed already? Yes. Oh, yeah. It's, okay. Yeah, should be coming out this year. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. Yay. Are you going to do a premiere here? Uh, hopefully. We'll see. I don't know. Yeah. Exciting. <laughs> and what's what's next on the horizon after that? Uh, I've been... I'm trying to get a new uh, feature up and going. Um, and then... Uh, a couple actually, and then I'm working on TV now too. We're doing some TV stuff, which That's is cool. really really fun. Yeah, I have a, a a cousin like thrice removed that is in charge of Warner Brothers Television. Oh yeah, that I've never uh, actually spoken to, but like every once in a while I send messages to. Uh, and I'm sure he never reads them, but I'm just like, hey, uh, I'm your long lost cousin. I really want to be famous enough to have a pop figure made of me one day. Uh, <laughs> so put me on some like. Stupid Warner Brothers superhero TV show. I'll, but, uh, <laughs> this is your angle. This that's is what my angle. <laughs> All I care about is you know because I'm I'm a pretty big star fucker and I really want to be famous one day, but only famous enough to have a pop figure. But I can't make it myself. They need to make it. And I, then I need to have, find you it. You have to help me here. What is a pop figure? Is that like a, like the little you know the, with the big the little, heads? Yeah, the big heads. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's you know, right the yeah. little boxes you see them in the clearance yes, bin yes, at every yes, goddamn yes. store you go to. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I want. I want to okay. be famous enough for a pop figure. When I get big enough that anything from a movie of mine would be a pop figure, I'll, I'll get you into the film. Fuck yeah. Yeah. But Perfect. It's probably got some time. <laughs> I, um, yeah, I got to... So keep working. Keep working. Your keep working the angles. Angle. I might, that's all I want. Me. Just a pop figure. I mean, <laughs> I mean, they make serial killer pop figures now. So I mean, if I kill enough people... There's another angle. It's whatever angle it takes. Yeah. I'm like you. Like I like attention more than anything else attention's the best drug there is <laughs> if i can get in front of an audience man i'm doing it oh man i, I when that time i was telling you when mm-hmm. i like m- was out in la for like eight months seven months uh-huh. so we we left uh left austin 
And it was a really interesting time to be like, we're going out there, was out there with my screenwriting partners at the time, and we're writing together, and our families were out there too. And we knew that it was just like, it was sort of a sabbatical from work that my wife had taken, and one of the writers, we knew it was just gonna be a limited amount of time. But I remember talking to Henry Maza Mm -hmm. and and Sarah Petrie and saying like, well, you know, I won't be doing any Master Pancake or Sinusaur shows, I won't be doing any hosting of events. Um, This would be the, you know, like, first like it's gonna be great like i don't think i need that i don't think i need to be in front of like you know <laughs> you were 400 wrong. people and, yeah and henry was like really when was the last time you went more than a month without being in front of a crowd i was like oh, mm-hmm. oh. And like, Ooh, that's stressful and, and it was yeah it was like it was a really interesting thing like it it's something i i really enjoy yeah, <laughs> yeah. of course yeah yeah well you, you gotta love what you're good at yeah, man. <laughs> you know i really do enjoy when you host the uh um uh, debates. Oh, that's a. I it's love doing so that. You in a tux, just screaming at the top of your lungs at people. <laughs> it's super fun. Coming up with just bullshit riffs. That's bullshit. A good those are. I work on those riffs all year. No, long. I mean that they're, they're fabricated. When they're, I say bullshit. no, they're real. <laughs> Everything. Half the believe, things you say are are fake. They are poetic beauty and fact. Incorrect. All in one smoothie. <laughs> smoothie. <laughs> Uh, we can get political with that. It's, it's alternative facts. <laughs> oh, no. You do have alternative facts. I'm in a good mood. You're, let's... you're, you're, you're making entertainment great again. It's... <laughs> All right, let's talk about movies and the fact that as a filmmaker, yeah. how do you watch films at home? Uh, at home? Yeah. Okay, I do two things. So Tell me. We have a little kind of crappy TV, um, and so I, I watch them on that. But better is like... When, I, when we first sold a screenplay, this is way, way back, and Circuit City was closing. Oh, yeah. I used to work for Circuit <laughs> oh, City. Oh, you did? Okay. Oh, so, man. Like, that's good name drop. I was like, oh, my God. Cir- Circuit City is closing, and I, I just got paid for screenwriting. Warner Brothers had bought a script that my friends and I had written. Awesome. And so I uh, I went to the closing of Circuit City, and I was like, that projector, because I'd always wanted like a projector, and someone had, our neighbor had like an old screen from like back in this, you know... Uh, uh, eight millimeter days right, yep. home movies and we just watched that in our living room that's great and that is like a big clunky thing and finally kind of broke down mm-hmm. so uh for christmas this year my wife got me a new one you know like it's, nice. a, it's like not a high state of the art or anything but it's a projector it's a projector and i just love like for a while that was the only way we watched movies like we didn't have a tv and for a while that was like if we're gonna watch a movie we had to set this up and set up the speaker and everything like that and it, it's great because it's so easy to watch movies right now that we're almost like, mm. ah, you know, take it for granted. And right. and so being at home, they were like, you know, let's let's go ahead and, and turn down the lights, change the, the situation of the room, uh, put up a screen, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, this is an event. This is something special happening. And that's that's my favorite way at home to watch movies. We Every filmmaker that I've interviewed has said the exact same thing. Oh, really? It's crazy, y'all. Like, It's like, I'll watch a movie I'll, on my phone. I'll watch it on a laptop. <laughs> I don't give a shit. I'll just keep shit going in the background. But you, uh, every filmmaker respects film, and I love that. Yeah, it's, I, I do love doing that. It's, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's the snack situation? What are you eating while watching movies? Mm. Well, I, I, do, I, do, like, I do love popcorn. Okay. It's, yeah, but I I try like we have a my daughter got for her birthday one year like a popcorn maker like an old school yeah. popcorn maker it's not really huge but we'll we'll pop up popcorn in that mm-hmm. and you know you dish it out and so like it's like we I think we're just basically a mini Alamo basically because okay. I have beer in the fridge too so it's, right. I got everything beer and popcorn <laughs> um so yeah I think you know yeah popcorn is probably, probably that but I tell you the other snack I really like <laughs> while watching a movie is whiskey. 
Right. Yeah. So like one of my favorite experiences of watching movies, I'd say outside of like watching movies at the Alamo, I love going to the Paramount here in Austin, Texas, mm-hmm. which is of course is this huge old theater. Mm-hmm. Like it goes back so very long before it was before it was a movie theater, it was a stage theater and touring shows. Isn't it bizarre how big the Paramount is based on the outside of it? It's huge. The first time I went in, I'm like, oh, this must be a cute little intimate theater. And it's gigantic. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. And a lot of towns, like smaller towns, have those. Like they have these Mm -hmm. old big theaters, which don't really kind of make sense for movies in the same way that they do. But I love them. I love them. Um, so I like when, when, when they're showing like Fellini movies, like every so often they'll have like a, a run of Fellini movies, like a right. double feature. And I can go in there and have a whiskey and watch Fellini movies. I freaking love that. So that's, at home, I'll try and do that too. Of like, especially like if I have it outside and, mm-hmm. and, you know, put the screen up and watching a Fellini movie or, you know, or that's actually about- I'll do a Fellini movie and then I'll do like, um, Nightmare on Elm Street 4. Right. Some <laughs> some good old-fashioned trash. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, and whiskey and a cigar. Man, call me happy. I'm a big cigar fan. I love mm. cigars. Uh, another uh, theme with screenwriters, whiskey. Whiskey, oh, and, yeah. whiskey and watching old movies mm. on, a sc- on a giant screen. There we go. Well, all right. That's really interesting <laughs> to me. I guess maybe just writers in general. Maybe so. Maybe so. I like whiskey a lot. Yeah, whiskey is, yeah. And uh, you're an author. Yes. Let's talk about some of that. When you're, what's your writing process? Um, pretty sloppy. Uh, right. Like, I, I, I often when I'm like working on something for like a, a novel, like I'm, I'm just now working on a novel again. So my, my latest novel just came out in paper. The paperback release of it just happened. Right. In time uh, for Christmas. In time for Christmas. Yeah, and we're having a release like on the seventeenth, like nice. in, in town. Um, which most of your pod listeners are like podcast listeners. I call them pod listeners. Pod listeners. I like pod that. people. Pod people. Hmm. Yeah. Well, the network's based in Austin. I think there's a big. So there's an Austin, Austin following. following. Nice. I think so. I don't know. Y'all tell me. Uh, but reach out. Let me know where you're from. Uh, beautiful. Look at that. You're interacting yeah. with your listeners. Interacting. You're good. Yeah, uh, that's right. So the book's called Hollow, and uh, it did pretty well actually, which is super nice. It, you know, it got it got some a pen award, and it got a. The NPR named it like best one of the best books of the year. What? Yeah, that's so a big deal. Now the paperback has come out. I'm I'm really excited that it was it was a, a super hard one to write. So I'm really glad people nice. are liking it. Um, and yeah, so now I'm working on a new one. And I usually just you know I I try and get into is this the, one called Dense <laughs> instead of Hollow. Yeah, it's <laughs> a follow up. I'm calling it Off Season, but I I talked to the editor of Hollow and he's like. Ugh. I like the plot, but it's a horrible title. I'm like, oh, hmm. right, so <laughs> it probably won't be called that. He's like, I only, I, the whole book, I only don't like two words, and it's the title. That's fine. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> titles can be hard. Uh, I like really stupid titles for my yeah, books. Yeah, I'm big. <laughs> like I, long, stupid titles that have nothing to do with the inside. Your your titles are poems in themselves. Right. Yeah. yeah. Of course. <laughs> they most certainly are. Yeah. Um, before. Any sort of fame before yes. anything happened, and you're going to a movie theater at the the local Megaplex, you know, fifteen screens. Yeah, what are you sneaking in to eat during the movie? Oh, what are you sneaking in? What are you sneaking mm, in? That's so good. Yeah, um, I keep thinking of like Red Vines and Mr. Pib equals crazy delicious. Yep, which is a, a line from uh, Lazy Sunday mm-hmm. by Lonely Island. Um, <laughs> what did I? You know, I'm trying to remember. I was. You know what? I, I didn't sneak much stuff in. I like I once snuck in like a beer, but I always felt like really guilty. 
Really? I once once I was on a trip in Mexico and we snuck in a bunch of beer to the theater to watch uh, uh, the day after tomorrow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and what that a felt film! Right. What a film! <laughs> what? A... I watched it like four times. <laughs> I like I like disaster movies, right. um, but I usually don't sneak things in because I feel guilty. I'm like. It's stupid. I know they can like have a candy bar for eleven dollars, but I'm like, oh, but I gotta support the movie theater. No way, man! It's an art <laughs> sneaking things in. What do you sneak in? Uh, just anything I can get away with. My favorite. I talk about this every interview. My favorite I, answer has been a Chipotle burrito. Uh, <laughs> someone told me they snuck in just down their shirt. Just brought up a Chipotle. <laughs> man, I just man like back when cargo shorts were not as looked down upon. <laughs> just anything. Just go to the bulk candy store and. Just go to town. Just I, I like to sneak in just soup. Just just <laughs> soup. In a camelback or Exactly. Yes. <laughs> oh that, that, that threw up in my mouth a little bit thinking about that. If they stop you, just go look, that's my colostomy bag. Please leave it alone. Dude. And they're, they're not gonna question that. Yeah, if you got some really brown chunky soup and yeah. it's just like, look, that's how I go to the bathroom. Well, how dare you? I've got what an issue doing? right now. Yeah. How dare you? <laughs> and then flop it out on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> Pick it up. <laughs> Pick up my colostomy bag. Alright, uh Desert Island, top three films. Oh my god. Yeah. Jeez, these kind of questions. Oh sucks. Yeah, it does. Um top three films. Uh Knights Knights of Cabaria, maybe? Um No, when I say Desert Island, I don't mean your favorites. I mean the three no. that you could watch over and over oh, and over. I'm hearing you. I'm hearing you. Like it, that that's a really good question is like what do you want to watch over and over cuz like I am going to put some crazy one like I think just cuz we were just talking about it mm-hmm. a while ago uh Mulholland Drive right. I just Mulholland Drive it's like it's not even that I necessarily think it's like David Lynch's best film I'm not even sure if it is I just love it I just love the feel of it Mm-hmm. It just tastes so delicious it's a tasty film mm-hmm. um another one in that one I was gonna like say Bride of Frankenstein because that's one I kind of go to again and again uh, again because it's just like so tasty but I don't know I, I have to think on that Bride of Frankenstein if that would be it but for right now why not we'll just no okay, Bride of Frankenstein yeah. we got one and more then, pick and then, <laughs> and then uh, the, the, oh no 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 I'm gonna change it out I'm gonna change out okay. Bride of Frankenstein because I'm gonna be alone on a desert island I'm gonna want something that's a little bit longer right just take it more time and and has uh, uh, more hope so I'm gonna go with The Fisher King Okay. Fish. I really love Fisher mm-hmm. King. I think it's a beautiful movie. Longer is important. I talk about when I ask this question. Longer is important because if long- you pick a short film, you have to watch it more times. That's true. Yes. Yes. Uh, and then um, the last one, <laughs> Van Helsing. Get the fuck out of here. I, you don't mean that. I do. I do. The I, new one. The, yeah. I mean, it's not so new anymore. Well, yeah. Yes. Van Helsing's my jam. Uh, I know no one likes it, <laughs> but I really, I really like it. I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> All right. I won't yuck your yum. There's movies I love that everyone universally hates. So that's the, fine. No one likes Van Helsing. Do you I know did. the 1985 Santa Claus, the movie? Yeah. With Dudley, with Dudley <laughs> the Moore. The first person to say, yeah. Like, no one knows about this goddamn movie. Oh, my movie. God. Well, Doug Benson and we did it. We, we mocked it once. What? Yeah. How could you mock that perfect movie? Turned the Big Lebowski, Santa, Dudley Moore, John Lithgow is an evil toy maker that puts glass inside toys. <laughs> I love that movie so fiercely. And that movie is responsible for so much Santa Claus lore. And no one uh, knows about it. And every time I make someone sit through it, they fall asleep. Yeah, it's not a good film. It's a great Uh, film. It is (laughs) an amazing film. 
That's my Santa that, Claus. That's your that's your Van Helsing. That's my Van Helsing. <laughs> Everyone hates that film. And that was my interview well, with Owen Edgerton. First part of your interview. Oh yeah, first part because we fucking got into it and we fucking talked for a long ass time. And that man is insightful, and he is gorgeous, and he has red hair, and he's kissed by fire. And I would kiss him on his uncircumcised penis. Whoa. What? No, nothing. I wasn't listening. What? <laughs> nothing. All right, Mason. <laughs> do you have any plugs for this week? I sure do. Not. Well, you sure do not. Would you like to sing anything before we go? No, nah, I can't think of anything. Okay, good. Well, thank you. Bad boys for life. <laughs> thank you for being here, Mason Jarrett. Thank you, uh, Owen Edgerton, part one of our interview. Thank you so much to everyone listening. Please review us on iTunes if you're so inclined. Email us at 5x5film at gmail.com with any questions, concerns, or criticisms. Find us on Facebook at 5x5 at the movies. Thank you, Dan Benjamin, Hattie Cook, and the entire 5x5 network. Our theme is produced by Dan Richardson. We'll see you next week with another 5x5 at the movies. We can't play the bad boys theme. We don't no, have the rights to different. that. It's cops. It's different. That's no. We can't. Do we have to wait till it kicks in with the bad boys? No, this is not that song. This is a different song. I'm gonna edit all this out. That's fine. I, I clicked the wrong one. You're an asshole. Well, it's this bad boys theme, and it shows the image of Will Smith and Martin Lawrence. So I thought that would have been that. And like, no. Whoa!